Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking it to you live with another episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign. Uh, we are currently in the quest as Capellum within the adventure series, The Kings. Uh, in our last episode, our friend Klika uh, took a wild ride on the bubble side as the party made it to the island of Bonebreak and have begun their search for a new crew to help man the ship of the Wave Wraith. Uh, walking around this strange place after, you know, burying Hyron, uh, they see that this place is not only a den of debauchery, but a very colorful locale with people from all over the place uh, inhabiting the place. But as the party made it to the, uh, the large tavern there up on the hill, it uh, would appear that Klika had seen that strange fox jackal beast and... Uh, followed it outside the door when it was kind of doggy belkin at the uh, at the window there uh, and as she stepped through stepped into a strange space looking bubble wandy kind of bubble thing and in the split second that Anton saw you know her approaching the door and went to go stop her or whatever go see what was going on uh, Klika disappeared in the blink of an eye so I guess my question is uh, what does Anton do? He runs through the this door <laughs> And the door is wide open at this point. Nobody ever closed it or anything. And as you go walking over, you can see a small crowd of people about to come walking in. Um, this seems like the evening crowd is really starting to filter into this place. And yeah, there's just absolutely no sign of Klika on this side of the door. And looking outside, you don't see tracks. You don't see scuff marks. You don't see anything. There's no fox jackal monster thingy out here or anything like that. He cups his hands around his mouth and just yells Klika a couple times. Somebody yells back Polo. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Even if they don't get it in this campaign setting, somewhere on Earth, somebody laughed pretty hard. Anton starts breaking out a nervous sweat and then heads back into the... <laughs> Uh-oh, Anton's getting all sweaty again. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the nervous sweat of someone who was watching someone else's kid and now can't find them. Yeah. Oh, he's God. Like, <laughs> he walks in and starts nervous and just starts to look for Jarzik and Norhill. Well, oh, last you saw him, I mean, you were actually the one who was kind of taking a seat at the bar when you saw the strange jackal thing's tail being used as like a, you know, a rag for a mug. Then it leapt up and ran away. And it seemed like Jarzak and Norhill were probably just minding their own business at that moment, getting something to eat or something to drink at the time. So 
once you got up and walked over, I'm sure you pulled their attention. And as you stand there yelling out the door, I imagine that really pulls their attention as they both look around and see Klika is gone. I sprint out the door. Klika's probably the person we wanted to lose the least. And it's highly exterior. She's like, I I don't know what happened. I saw this weird. I I think she saw it too. This it's almost like a fox. It it's bouncing around the bar. It went outside. She went to follow, and all of a sudden, she went to the door and just disappeared. I don't know where she went. We know she teleports, but this this wasn't like her normal. No, I don't. I don't know what happened. So well, she can't have gotten far. Should we split up and look? Uh, he says his Jarzak has already sprinted out the door. Can I get a quick perception check from both Norhill and Jarzak? Eleven. Uh, one sec. I've given you five. Each time you make me wait one more second, I'm taking one away from your roll. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's fair dealing, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, soft 20. Okay. Damn. Okay. As you're running out the door, as you, like, run past Anton, who's kind of telling Norhill, since Norhill seems to not be doing the runner sprint to get out of here, um, Norhill and Anton, uh, after Anton had screamed Klika at the top of his lungs, as you go to book it out the door to go take a better look, you see in the corner of your eye as you're running out a trio of hooded individuals. Like as soon as Klika's name is yelled out, you can see them all very subtly start to kind of shift their weight as you're running out the door. It catches only in the corner of your eye the slightest bit, but they're like nooked away in the corner here okay. in the uh, Silverfin Tavern. And as you run out the threshold, you don't know what else is going on. But Norhill and Anton, I imagine, are in the doorway here. So what would you guys like to do now? Well, Jarzak's going in one direction. Let's say you, uh, you go in one and I go in the other and we meet back in an hour. I want to go over to those guys. What, the ones who turned? Yeah. Okay. So as you run out the door and like get a cartoonish Scooby-Doo-esque like and like skid on your on your heels there, you turn around and walk in past Norhill and Anton. And as you turn quickly around the corner to see them in the far right pocket in this chamber, as you come right in like so quickly, they weren't even expecting it. And you catch them already kind of still all, I don't want to say like a... I'm trying to think of a good way to point it out, uh, to describe it, but like they're all sort of sizing up Anton and Norhill in the corner behind hoods. And as you peep in quickly, you catch them all looking over both of those two, sizing them up. And they all kind of quickly jerk away from your eyes back to their corner, facing away from you. But what you notice too is they're all of a certain size that's very comparable to your own. And like the split second that you see their faces, they all seem to be draconic. And they all have a certain air to kind of look sort of like Yig Caleth. Okay. Great. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go over to him still. Okay. So as you walk over, um, yeah, they don't seem to shift at all. Uh, what's up, fellas? You seem to, uh, 
be intrigued when the name Klika was tossed out there. Uh, how about you help me find her? One of them turns to you very, very slowly, and you see his reptilian lip kind of pull up over a jagged row of teeth as the like obsidian slate colored scales of this draconian face turn to face you. And you hear the sound of like, you know how alligators sound when they do that bellowing, gurgling roll? It starts to growl at you in like a very low guttural growl as it turns towards you. And you see a jagged serrated blade get pulled out of like a little ankle holster. And it seems to already have another one at its ready in the other hand as it slowly flashes these under its like little flowing cape that it has on as it looks over to you as you ask that question. And one of the other ones not facing you just kind of says, looking at the wall, if I were you, I would leave. Do you know where my friend is? I can pay you. And with that, it starts to kind of chuckle to itself, coughing a little bit, and it just kind of... (laughs) You couldn't pay me enough. I'm trying to find her myself. If you catch my drift. And as it turns its head towards you, this thing has the most smacking resemblance to Yig Kalith you've like ever seen on any critter in the world, as if this could be her twin brother and you wouldn't know the difference. And it just sort of looks back over at the wall where it's facing and picks up its cup before it starts to drink again. And it says, if you know what's good for you, you'll find her and you'll leave. Okay. I walk away and go over to Norhill and Anton and let them know that uh, these guys probably know something about where Klika is and they don't seem to want to give up the info willingly. Uh, We might have to fight them. So with that, you hear some bumbling footsteps come jogging up the hill and you recognize that sleeping hill giant must have just like awoken from the path and it comes running up here echoing in a perverse seeming like callback the name Klika as well and the sounds of its heavy thumping footsteps as it's jogging up the hill losing its breath quickly are only complemented by the sound of jingling chains as this hill giant literal hill giant almost said a giant giant but this hill giant comes thumping up the hill and it seems to be twirling something of a spike like spiked flail and it seems to just be jogging your general direction yelling clica yet again as if i don't know having shouted it out like the fucking dinner bell may not have been the best move but this guy keeps running up and as everybody in the bar seems to hear this deep bellowing voice yelling clica it seems like tons of people in here start to perk their ears up as well. And people start to be looking around as if like, I don't know, they're not just did the general like, oh, somebody's yelling, but like, oh, it's her. And so as this hill giant comes walking up about 100 feet away from the bar, points one stumpy finger towards the three of you who are standing near the entrance and yells, where was she? Uh, they took her. And I point to the lizard people. And he just like yells out and he grabs a boulder from the ground beside and just uproots it and hurls it through the window at the front of the building. And it smashes not only boards and whole of the ship like building, but it just comes crashing through and like a bowling ball on unsuspecting pin victims 
20 or so people just get like leveled, toppled, and thrown aside as this boulder comes crashing through. And all three of these draconic, dagger-wielding, dragonborn assassins all whip back cowls and, and capes. And each one of them seems to be wearing like night black leathers. And each one of them is just armed to the teeth with daggers and blades. And they all leap up from their positions and seem to get kind of strategically ready by the wall. Noticing you having pointed them out, they have both equal eyes on you and on the hill giant, like, gaping hole in the wall. So, I guess my question is, uh, what are you going to do now? I turn to them and smile and try and run away. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. All right. Uh, Also, um, I'll take a disengage if I need to. I think you technically got a charge for the gauntlet, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I th- yeah, because I mean, you the gauntlet's full charged. Oh, okay. Right I was gonna so. say because technically you lied to that fucking idiot. So I mean, the <laughs> gauntlet hums for a second. So uh, no, it, it's full charged. So it's it's. Fine. Yeah, there you go. All right, so let's roll <laughs> initiatives, I guess. Ooh, eighteen. All right, that's bullshit. Reroll it. You know, that's a... No, 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 no. It's, it's right there. <laughs> it's uh, it's figure, it, figure it out. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Anthony, I believed you. I just didn't believe the universe would allow it. Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm rolling flat. It's not like I have a penalty. <laughs> Very true. What about Jarzak? 17. Okay, so it's going to go Norhill, Jarzak, Giant... Dragonborn Anton. All right, so what's Norhill up to? Apparently, he's ready to fucking go. Uh, Norhill is going to address the party and say, We should use this opportunity to regroup and start to move away. Uh, not too far so that the rest of the party has a chance to catch up. Okay, if you would like to go down the hill. Uh, you'd be going through difficult terrain through like trees, bushes, and thicket. Um, but if you try to go down the path, which would have no resistance, you'd have to run right past the giant. And the giant's about 100 feet away from the entrance. And Norhill's going to go off into the, into the woods there. Okay. So easily in a double move, you're able to charge and jump right into the bushes and start to get some cover that way, about 30 <laughs> feet into the bushes. Okay. What's Jarzak going to do? Uh, I'm gonna go over to the giant and ask him, uh, do you want our help to defeat them and get Klika for yourself? Um, you're gonna have to roll a, I think, a persuasion on that to get him, because it seems like he's kind of chucking at anybody at this point. Almost as if this hill giant has thrown care to the wind, realizing how much money awaits him if he can somehow manage a Klika. 17. Okay, so with that, whatever that he, is, so he starts to uh, to nod vigorously with a bunch of sweat and froth and stuff shaking off his brow and jowls as he really worked up a sweat running up the hill, and he starts <laughs> like nodding his head in agreement. He's like, "I'm gonna splat those lizards." Yeah, the the lizards are going down, and then you get Klika for yourself. And then he just smiles a yellow toothed corn cobby grin. And starts to get ready to pick up another boulder to toss it into the establishment. Um, so, I mean, that was a free action to speak it. So, I mean, 
you got all your actions available. Yeah, and with that, now that he's not being aggressive towards me, I will walk past him. <laughs> so you're going to go down the regular hill, not down to the bushes? And I will Eldritch Blast at the lizards. <laughs> and Eldritch. then go? Okay. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, an 11 to hit. Okay, so you whiff that off at them in the doorway, and it hits a mug clean out of one of their hands. Or second, I guess, I guess he 13. was maybe one of them was yeah, maybe one of them was drinking out of the mug. Is it a sixteen on the other one? A thirteen. Okay, yeah. So then they dart they dart away from the second blast, and now uh, you run for it. Yeah, my my spells aren't working, bud. Uh, I'll I'll get them in a sec. <laughs> okay, just... so you start running down the hill, thirty feet down the hill. Okay, and now Anton, uh, oh, actually, sorry, no. Now we've got the uh, giant, and the giant picks up another boulder, and with boulder in one hand in a heavy spiked chain flail, he just starts marching at the door, and he nearly clears the distance, and he's about at the threshold of the gaping hole in the wall, and just kind of tauntingly, like, whistles into the establishment as everybody screams in pain, agony, and terror, and he just starts whistling in. He's like, come here, little gators and with that the dragonborn one of them fixates in on anton and the other two get ready to take out the giant two of them dart to either side of the gaping hole and seem to be getting daggers at the ready to stab whoever comes through this hole in the wall while the third one with its daggers at the ready gives anton a rather menacing look as he preps his daggers jumps through the air in his direction and starts stabbing wildly in at him what's your armor class anton uh 16. Okay, so two daggers stab in at you. Um, and you take a total of whew, okay, not a good day. Um, uh, 14 points of damage. Ezhan just yells out, Jarzak, you fool. <laughs> Jarzak just go for it down the fucking hill. Very good. And uh, now it goes to Anton. Um, how far away are how far away are Jarzak and Norhill from? Are they how far are they from like the rest of like me and the rest of the group? Norhill is sixty feet away. Jarzak is thirty feet away. You could disengage and move so that way you take no attacks of opportunity from the lizard, or you could try to run away with a double move. Morhill could only be 50 feet away at the most, and he was moving to Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, if you are feeling spicy, you can dodge and then move, which means they'll get opportunity attacks, but at disadvantage, and you'll be dodging for the rest of your round. So you hmm. still move 30 feet away. I mean, but... I, was, I was thinking this was a little more dramatic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is our getaway <laughs> technique. <laughs> So so then what the hell is Anton going to do if you're getting Sink the island. Cast Whirlpool on the island. <laughs> no, I was going to I was going to go like knowing they have to run away and that they have a lot of enemies. He was going to cast a wall of fire between him and like the rest of the group and then just cast that as like their kind of temporary like failsafe and sprint down the hill. That's okay. <laughs> that was his plan. Okay. <laughs> So what does it look like when Anton casts it? I imagine so, Anton like 
ducking under the blades, goes to run away from this first guy who's swinging in at you. So you will take the attack of opportunity if that's okay. Yeah, and I think what he'll do, he'll be like panicked and he'll feel the sweat kind of heating up in his palms. And I'm guessing there will be like some kind of dry grass or something on the ground and like a panic, he'll grab at it. And it will just spring like a huge wall of fire that just stretches far to the right, far to the left, like 20 feet high. And just seeing that light, he kind of gets back to his senses and tries to sprint back on the hill. You know, I'm not going to say that for a team that tried to go into this incognito, uh, setting fire to the tavern on the hill after having a hill giant throw a bowling ball through it. Okay, now now half the team was trying to be incognito to begin with. (laughs) So, <laughs> Rat, I don't want to. I don't want to burn down the inn, even though I know, I know, I know. Wrecked, I mean, from the bottom of the hill, it sure will look like it. But yeah, so as you hold up the lantern and shine it at the uh, little tuft of grass, it just explodes into a giant wall of fire. And with that, you have time to finish up the other half of your movement to catch up with Jarzak going down the hill. I yeah. mean, everyone, everyone knows shrubbery. Everyone knows that pirate islands operate on prison rules, except instead of going to the biggest guy and punching him in the face, you go to the biggest tavern and burn it down. (laughs) (laughs) And then no one will fuck with you again. I feel bad for the proprietors in that society. (laughs) Like, why open a tavern? You just have to make sure it's not the biggest. That's it. (laughs) Start bragging about how small it is. smaller taverns. Yeah. Yeah. Micro taverns. (laughs) It's just a fucking cooler on the side of the road. <laughs> this is definitely not worth <laughs> lighting on fire. I promise you. Um, Won't so, get any rep here. At first, I thought Ronnie was yawning, but I think she was cracking up in the beginning yeah. of that. I can't tell. <laughs> Ronnie, was that incredibly funny or boring? That was silly. Okay, good. All right. So in that case... Um, Norhill sees flame and smoke spring up from in front of the tavern, and he's right now halfway up to a stick up his ass, dangling around <laughs> in the shrubbery here. So, uh, what's Norhill gonna do? Uh, Norhill is going to start just, you know, creeping down the hill through the shrubbery. Okay. It'll take you about five minutes to get to the back of some of the businesses over here on one of the main streets. And Jarzak and, and Antin will be able to get there in like a minute or two. So is it the plan for you guys just to run down to the, to like the main street and try to get some cover somewhere? Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to look to see if there's, I can see any trace of movement from someone taking Klika. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I imagine as you're running, you're scoping out the place. And again, there's just, no sign of her anywhere to be seen. The only thing that strikes you, um, and I guess just having been close enough to Klika for all this, you can tell that the night sky piercing through the clouds out here, you can see one particularly bright star in the sky. And it seems to be the same one that Klika often finds herself lost looking at. So as you run outside and you're looking every which way, at one point when you look up, almost in a sense of magnetism, you see a very particularly bright star shining directly down at you guys. but uh apart from that was there any other mode of uh, action you were looking to accomplish or are you trying to get the fuck out of there 
trying to get out of there, I think. Okay. So you guys just run down. I was going to say, because people start flooding out of that place and screaming as the fire is going off and everything. So it's definitely a a bit of chaos going up there at the uh, tavern. Um, Yeah, turns out Ronnie. The cleansing Anton was thinking of, but it is cleansing indeed. (laughs) turns out that guy anton was talking to about religion and the island is just like there is some fire toting sun zealot who lit the bar on fire when i told him i had different religious views than him he is coming to Azkabellum with fireballs in tow beware anton of glory wake he's like i've come with bread and charity and they're like we know who you are the demon walks among us um <laughs> with his lantern of terror. Beware the man who smells of bread. <laughs> Beware! He who walks in the light and smells of dough. Um, <laughs> dough, my fear. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, okay, so Jarzak and Anton run down the hill and make it to the main street. I imagine you guys probably noticed Norhill is nowhere to be seen. And as Norhill is currently fighting some small monkeys in the forest, trying to make his way through the island territory here. Um, I don't know. Would you guys stop at some point and try to like catch your breath and collect yourself uh, somewhere? Or would you yeah, just kind of... Probably when we get like uh, enough distance, like probably halfway to like the more crowded center of town, uh, I would definitely stop and turn to Anton and just be like, uh, where's Norhill? I, I don't we... know. I thought he was behind you. It, mm, why would he be behind me? He ran out first, right? I don't know. <laughs> I know you're typically faster. Did he zig when we zagged? Uh... He danged when we donged. But okay, so I think it makes did, did sense. Did we that see you guys him would... leave a different way? I mean, since he went first, yes. I would imagine you guys would have seen him run off into the woods. So, And you guys would be able to kind of triangulate where he would be heading. So you guys in your spare time would be able to get in that general vicinity to see him crashing through the forest here. (laughs) I can only imagine how pissed off Norhill would be trying to like get through the thick jungle kind of like shrubbery here. Just like walking, getting smacked by all the low-hanging leaves and stuff. Yeah. Wearing all that okay. ceremonial dwarf garb. Yeah. But... We should definitely try to meet up with him in the woods. Okay. So you guys are capable of doing so. And you meet up with Norhill, who's huffing and puffing and covered in sap. And uh, the 20 platinum on belt loop weigh very heavily as you remember why we came here. Well, that could have gone a lot better. But then again, it could have also gone a lot worse. So now we're going to be here for more than a day or two. Oh, shit. I have to frantically start writing notes now. Um, No, I'm just kidding. This was a backdrop, not a setting. Um, But with that, as you guys uh, collect yourselves in the forest to try to understand what's going on. Similarly, Klika in a different forest, uh, all of a sudden bursts through what feels like a second birthing of sorts as she feels like a miasmatic, like a, a miasma of, of slime 
kind of like reject her as if like she felt all the forcible like push through an entire like layer of slime kind of like what happened at the dwarvish citadel when you guys had to go through the rocks before with the uh, gallop deer and you pop through and fall into what can only be described as like the blacklight poster equivalent of a forest where there's just like bioluminescence everywhere. There's mushrooms glowing and growing on the sides of trees. The leaves on the trees are like shades of yellows and blues, purples and greens. And it's just all very trippy and strange looking. Um, not in like an avatar kind of way, but in more of just like an eerie kind of otherworldly glow. Um, I would say it's pretty, but I think it's just more alien in a jarring sort of sense, as if the colors are just like incorrect, but correct where they are. You get what I'm saying? Like it's it's almost as if like this is a perversion of what is the color scheme for the plane that you live on. And as you look around, you can see there's no real sense of a sun and there's no real sense of night. And instead, there's just a perpetual like purple-ish, orangish skied twilight. And as you come through this strange layer, you can see all the stars in the sky piercing through this purplish orangish layer. And as you look around frantically to figure out what's going on, you realize that all the growth here is very lush, very springy, very alive, and things almost seem to move without a breeze. And as you pop through, a strange voice from like a tree hollow seems to call down to you. And it says, well, I didn't know you could do that. I guess I suppose I did know, but it's very strange to see my ideas come true. And popping out of the hollow comes a fox-like jackal-looking critter walking on hind legs upright as if kind of like in a humanish sort of way. And he looks to you with a very strange look of keenness on his face. And you see the muscles in his lips and his eyebrow ridge and everything articulate in, again, a very like humanish kind of way as if he shouldn't be able to do this like some early 2000s like cgi animal talking kind of business and so he looks to you and he says what's the matter never seen a fox jackal talk Lika, who besides the weirdness of the goo layer still had only one thought in her head which was i'm gonna go pet that fox completes that <laughs> thought and turns it into actionable you know things and goes and tries to pet the fox and with that he takes a couple darting steps back and he's like oh no 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 thank you i uh i'm i'm, I'm okay please do not touch me well okay fine touch once right here and he starts to point behind his ear with his little foxy paw and he says i can't really get in that good spot back there click just gives him all the, all the scratches and with that, his little leg starts to thump at the ground and he lets out kind of a foxish little yelping giggle. And with that, he steps back. He's like, you're funny. I appreciate that. That's that's great here. You'll do well. Is this your I, first time? Um, hi, I'm Klika. Oh, well, it's kind of lackluster. I, I figure somebody who's able to gate jump like that, it, I would expect a little bit more. And he kind of like throws his hands up really dramatically. And then he kind of comes back to realizing you're not impressed by his panache. And he sort of fixes himself and he says, uh, so I'm sorry, is this your first time being here? Um, yeah, Cleek has never been to Bone Break before. Oh. And he starts to kind of catalog in his head and he says, oh, that dirt hole. No, 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 no. 
you're you're much farther away from home than you might realize, my friend. Uh, unfortunately, if you don't have the tools, I don't know that you can get back. But to, I mean, why would you want to be there? Frankly, I, I'm I'm sorry. I I haven't formally introduced myself. My name is Domro, and I'm known to many as being a certain important figure in the world. And some might see me as a nuisance, but I see myself as some kind of mix between a fox and a jackal. And it's pretty hilarious to hear people try to figure out which one I am. Two sides of a coin. Good luck, bad luck. He clicks his little fox teeth at you, and he uh, does little finger guns. You're like Klika, and you help the bartender clean and that was good yeah he was kind of rough on my tail and and frankly i wasn't a fan of that but i will say oh that's right you're the ones on the boat right 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 clica that clica right 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 so the only thing i could say is there's something freaky about you and i mean that with all due respect as a freaky guy myself eh, and he kind of like shows the fact that he is also a fox jackal and he says i know weird i know strange and i know chance you my friend are quite the anomaly something about you has been pulling me in so as soon as i caught a whiff of your trail i i had to follow you from the little gnome burrow there at enton onto the boat and everything it's been a lot of fun following you but i grow kind of bored you see things have been kind of exciting here but not so exciting anymore as he breaks a small mushroom cap off a stock and clicks his fingers together and liquor seems to pour from absolutely nowhere in space directly into the little cup top of the mushroom and he slurps it back delicately and he says i'm sorry do you drink uh click it does um but is it it's not licorice right no okay no He's like, all right, just like tilt your head Irish. back. I, he's like, I'll tilt, tilt your head back. I, I feel like this whole talk goes a little bit better when you've had something in you. Mm, okay, Cleek assumes the position. And a small stream of chilled liquor seems to pour directly onto your forehead and miss your mouth altogether. And he, and as it starts to do so, the little fox Clica lets out just that little takes fox-ish. a step back so it goes into her mouth. And with that, he starts to let out that little foxish kind of like giggle. And he chuckles to himself and he says, I'd say sorry, but I don't care that much. Um, anyway, this place has been kind of boring as of late. You know, the whole gate thing. I don't like rules. It's not really my thing. And, you know, frankly, my brother and I are kind of unfortunately two sides of the same coin. I'm a coin myself, but apparently we're coins in a pocket. And when you jingle them together, it's not that great. See, I, I first got whiff of you from your friend, uh, Karzak, uh, uh, Jar, Jar, Jarkak, Jar, Jarkak. Karzak. Oh, right, that guy. Yeah, he's got somebody following him. It's my brother, but uh, not a good thing. I kind of have been doing my best to derail my brother's attempts at his life. Apparently, he's done something pretty bad as he finishes off his swig off the mushroom and throws it in the forest. He says, Is your brother the bug guy? You know, he comes in a lot of forms, but each one is really gross. He's not usually allowed to come here. I mean, neither am I, as he kind of steps on another little mushroom over here. And he says, apparently people don't appreciate my company, but I think that the world is stagnant with a little bit of chaos. Am I right? Um, as long as you clean up afterwards, 
Meanwhile, the fucking tavern catches on fire in the distance <laughs> on a different point of existence. The party broke up. <laughs> yeah, if Clica shows back up at the spot minute. she left, she's just going to come back and be like, oh, it's a post-apocalyptic hellscape now. Cool, cool, like, cool. Literally, How Klica long went... have I been gone? <laughs> 18 <laughs> seconds, Clica was gone. And a bullet crashes through the front door and kills 18 people. And Clica's like, there's so many messes. But with that, he kind of chuckles to himself and he says, life without chaos is art without color. You know, a sculpture without boobies. It's just, it's not the same, you know? I just don't think they get it here. And he kind of like throws his little paws up in the air around where you guys are standing. And he says, these immortals just, they just don't get it. You know, they Clica just don't. Looks around as he makes the gesture for around here and sort of just starts inspecting the area and sees some of like the springy vegetation and sort of bounces on it. And she's like, um, where is here? As she sort of trampolines on the vegetation. Why, the eternal realms of twilight. You're in the lands of the Eternals, the Immortals, and all that other jazz. Basically, we're in the space outside of space where, you know, time doesn't work the same and everybody lives forever. That's it's really, the, really boring. That's where but, the tree... Well, that's where the elf man who turned his life into a tree came went and isn't that where the herald of steel is from so with that the the fox just goes through like three different stages of emotions as he's about to start cracking up about that elf guy and as if he knows something and then he after hearing the herald of steel thing and he seems to be pouring another bit into another mushroom he stops and starts wiggling his finger in that like uh what's it called uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gif where he's you know flicking his finger at the TV be like mm, mm, mm. like he starts doing that thing he's like yeah 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 that guy yeah he's a he's a jerk I can't stand him this place used to be kind of okay but now they have portals on lockdown apparently that dweeb keeps trying to get into this place big plans to destroy all of eternity or whatever frankly I welcome this I think it's a great idea this place could use a little shake up but no, the immortals are afraid he knows too much. Apparently, you murder one immortal and everybody gets all kinds of freaked out. Yeah, he, I, when I met him, he really, really, really didn't like masters. He's like, well, you know, that I can get down. My brother and I, we don't agree on everything, but I will say this much we do agree in this whole not having masters crap. And frankly, every time I'm walking around in this immortal realm, there's just another rule they try to do. And they say, no, Domero, don't turn the trees into giant purple, giant purple fish. No, Domero, don't turn our water into blood. It's scary and the children scream. And you know what? Frankly, the children could use a little excitement, okay? Frankly, this place is dead without me. And he throws the mushroom at a tree. And as he hits the tree with the mushroom, the tree's limbs reach down as if trying to like block the mushroom from hitting it as if protecting itself. Like it just like tries to bat it away. And he says, see, even the trees can't stand a hit. Look at how pathetic this place is. Okay, frankly, I'm not saying that the Herald of Steel is a good guy. I think he's a little conflicted, you know? 
all that time in war does something to a person. And I guess having your entire body rebranded as a giant metal clinking machine does that to you too. But frankly, the way my brother works and the way I work are two different kinds of lunacy, I guess, if you want to put it in a way you'd understand. I just, it's, it's fun to shake the globe. You know, it just is. But I think my brother, on the other hand, shakes the globe so he gets the picture he wants. I shake the globe to see how many pictures I can get. Okay. Okay. I think this Herald of Steel guy is bad news. I, the fact you even know his name, probably not great. The fact he probably doesn't like you, also probably not great. But I can say this much. If you're the kind of person who can get here and walk through that kind of portal I put up, uh he might be looking to use you. Because as far as I can tell, the immortals have done very well to make sure he can't come through on his own volition. He, as an immortal, is capable of coming through. But I think they blocked his element. I think they blocked him out. And I don't think he's able to get back through, which is kind of funny. But people get really resourceful. And resources, when people are desperate, are usually violent. So all I can say is if he hasn't tried to kill you yet, He's probably halfway to break bones or skull butt or whatever it was called. So your friend's probably already dead. And you know what? As he puts his little fox paw on you, it's okay, Clocka. It's okay. As soon as he says, and your friends are probably already dead, Klika immediately starts looking for how to get back. It's like, <laughs> and as she starts just... frantically looking around, he's like, oh, oh, oh. Uh oh, oh, she's scared. See, this is what I'm talking about. As Klika frantically runs around in the trees, he keeps to, he like darts in between trees and possibly quickly, as if teleporting between them. He's like, This is what we're missing the excitement, the rush, the panic, the, Klik- the murder of our friends. It's just not the same without this kind of excitement. Klika's gonna cast Blink to see if she can blink back how, how she got here. I mean, you go to an ethereal lens of this place, and he's just there too, but almost like more perfectly clear than anything else. Like he looks like he's like a sticker on top of a painting. Like he's he's just completely beyond the powers of the ethereal realm. And he's just standing there looking at you. And he's like, all right, you're going to have to try a little harder than that. I mean, if you're going to learn how to blink through these gates and you're going to learn how to travel through, you have to try a little harder than that. Are you really trying to go back home? Um... Yeah, if Klika's friends are in trouble, she has to go back. Oh, they're always in trouble. If you don't have one group of murderers after you, it's the other one. I saw what they did with that mutiny on that boat, though. That was kind of funny when that lady, the, uh, the what's it called, the, uh, the book the book lords or whatever, when she got shot, scared me half to death. But you know what? That's the excitement. I love it. So I guess, okay, sorry. As he sees Klika's genuine panic, he steps back and he's like, okay, listen, 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 kid. I'll cut it to your screen, okay? There's a lot of trouble. There's a lot more trouble coming our way. Frankly, I've got a lot of hedged bets and a lot of money to make and a lot of strange dimensions. But I think your dimension may be the most doomed, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, so all I can really recommend to you is, uh, one, as he holds up a little fox finger, he says, uh, don't get caught. Uh, and that means don't get caught by the Tome Guard, or those book lords or whatever the hell you call them. Uh, don't get caught by the Herald of Steel. He's really mad, and he's looking for any way to get here so he can destroy everything here 
you know, break the whole connection, the immortals and all that. I don't know. He's got a bad attitude. But anyway, in three, look, your friend, Zakar, I recommend that he looks Yeah, that him too. I just recommend that he looks out because my brother is not one to forget and he's not one to forgive. And he's, you know, he can't take a joke. Frankly, some of the things Jarzak has done, if I can call him Jarzak, have been kind of funny. I mean, to get all those powers from him and then just pick up a sword and forget. Truly exciting. And with that, with a little foxish smile, he says, but I guess your friends may need you. And if ever you are to return here, you probably need to know how to use the gateways and stuff. But um, being not immortal yourself, you really won't have the ability to do so. But if there is a gate that's already constructed, you know how to get here. See, I don't know the good way to say this, but you belong here. You do. I think it's kind of weird. But in a weird way, I think you're weird too. I mean, immortal. Um, I I don't. Klika doesn't live here. No, this is right. Good. Klika's yes. home. Exciting. Great. As he starts to kind of not pay attention and like look at something on the ground. Do He's you? Like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. What? Are you, what? Do you know the Illuminator? Uh, yeah. And he just points to one of the stars in the sky and he says, "What that one?" I think that's what those <laughs> the mortals on that plane call him the Illuminator. Ooh. And he starts dangling his little foxy fingers and he says, I'm the man in the sun. I'm perpetual light. <laughs> Puts his little fingers behind his head and fans them like little sun rays. And he's like, you know, that guy really is a piece of work. Okay. I don't know if you've ever met the Illuminator. Just a clown. Okay. Very unexciting guy. Up at 8 a.m. Down at 8 p.m boring right stay out all night wake up on the east coast for once you know but, a little but chaos Ant, but Anton's old he can't stay up all night who Anton what is that a, a kind of a kind of beer or something look the point is okay they will need you and I'm I'm sorry to have delayed you for so long I know you have a lot to get back to he kind of pulls open a dimensional rift with his hands that's about pocket watch size. And he kind of like jumps in alarm. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, you might want to get back there. I, I'm not going to say why, but um, opens it again. Your friends might need you. Now, look, again, being an immortal, you yourself are blessed by a star. Have you found your star? Um, Klika looks up the sky for her star. And with magnetism, you see the same bright star that Jarzak saw. Yeah, it's it. Klika's star is that one. Okay, good. So what I need you to do is focus, okay? Visualize it and imagine the pathway to that star, okay? And as you close your eyes and start to visualize it, you feel a single wet clawed finger enter your ear canal. And he goes, boop. Ah, it gets them every time. See, excitement as you have fox spit dripping out of your ear. Click a cast mending on her ear. <laughs> I like the little spit driplet just like falls out and he's like, you know, I shouldn't even tell you how to get back. If you're going to be a sore sport like this, you need to learn how to take a little spit, okay? Anyway, okay. And he like reassumes the position and looks up at the star. And he says, okay, now we're imagining the path, right? It's really okay. far away. 
Right. Great. So anyway, imagine you're you're the path. Okay. Just imagine the path. What now? I need you to imagine everything that the star can see. For you are the star. The star is you. You are immortal, like the stars of the sky. Right. Okay. Um... So now imagine what the stars can see. And as you look through the eyes of the stars, you see the oceanic landscape and you see, or I guess the seascape rather, uh, and you see the island floating in the middle. And with that, you see Bonebreak floating there all by its lonesome. And with that, he says, just visualize harder, imagine more, reach with the light of the stars, be the eternal starlight, and you will see all that it sees. And you seem to zoom in further and further, seeing the boat on the outside that you came in by, seeing the island, seeing a small wick of flame on the island, seeing with smoke rising from it. And as you continue to move in closer and closer, you see the Silverfin Tavern with a giant wall of fire rip-roaring in front of it. And you see what looks to be a trio of dragonborn jumping all over a burning a hill giant who seems to be swinging wildly, individual dragonborn, like flying off it, jumping back on. And your friends are nowhere to be seen at this tavern that you recognize. And with that, the fox like Domero beside you says, I told you it was exciting. I mean, your friends without you, I'm not saying they're more fun, but you can plane jump now. Look at you. Amazing. Anyway, just imagine it. Be there or be square. Okay. Oh. Uh, doesn't oh. be square <laughs> and then with that he just like wipes a hand down his face and he says just go I guess Klika jumps through the portal there's no portal there he, you're both just standing there staring at a star and imagining things and he's like go uh, then Klika goes he jumps forward and he trips her in mid-jump. He's like, Ugh. he's like, see, isn't that exciting? And all of a sudden you feel that same strange birthing feeling as you shoot down to the planet through the starlight and land before the burning building where the hill giant, the three dragonborn, are tussling, rumbling, rolling and fighting, blood spewing everywhere and people being tossed about unmercifully as you pop up about 50 feet away. And as you do land there on the surface by the burning building, you can see, or at least, sorry, the fire is before the building. I know, I know. Ronnie didn't set it on fire. It's just easier to say it that way. Anyway, but you I don't see know how the hill all... giant got on fire either. Did he walk into it? Yeah, he ran through it again. <laughs> That's where they brought the fight. And so with that, as you step through, the burning hill giant stops mid-fight getting stabbed in the back and on the shoulders and everything. And all four of them look over at Klika standing there and in like a dumbfounding silence, just stare across the expanse seeing you standing there. And Klika, the hill giant and all of them just kind of like jaws drop for a second seeing you just appear. Klika lifts up a hand and says, Hi, I'm Klee... Um, Cleaner... Do you need something cleaned? Can you roll a deception check? <laughs> and then Klika's going to put her hood up and sprint off. <laughs> Let's see how this goes first, though. Eleven. <laughs> I'll give you advantage on it. Oh Eleven. <laughs> I literally got at my highest 
and 11. I'll give it to you for the sake of how funny that is because I got a 9 and 11 and I'm like, that, you know. And so with that, they both, they all four of them look over at you and then you see one of the dragonborn pull out another knife and just start stabbing the guy again. And the hill giant just continues his onslaught and they're all just rolling and fighting. And with that, the fire starts to die down low as you start to run away, running down the hill frantically as you do. And I guess this is where you run down to like the main street and you see, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Norhill, Jarzak, and Anton's plan was whatever it was. So what were you guys planning on doing once you were in the woods edge? We just need to lay low. Uh, lay, lay low, let the situation die down. And then I think split up and search for Kalika will draw less attention uh, traveling alone rather than as a group. I mean, so did... Anton, did you see someone take Klika? Because like we weren't re- really paying too much attention. Anton shook his head. He's like, no, she just disappeared out of thin air. You know, looked kind of strange air. Something. Out of thick air, almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, uh, we've seen her disappear and come back. She's always never too far <laughs> away, though. Well, let's hope that's the but case. Also, she comes back like right away, so maybe something went wrong. Maybe. I imagine Ant- I imagine as Anton starts to split his concentration and build up enough distance, the spell dies down and the wall of fire dissipates. In the distance, you can hear the screaming and yelling still. So I guess at this point, once you guys have let things die down and Klika's made it onto this main street, what's Klika going to do? I guess try and find something that smells like dough or look (laughs) for someone who's been like someone with their hood up that's been rolling around in mud or just look for Norhill. I was going to say, I think it would make sense that you would see like muddy footprints from wherever there's a nice muddy puddle and somebody stamped and splashed in it just because every time Klika's not around, Jarzak makes it a point to stamp around and make a big mess. So as you're like doing Klika sleuthing, can you roll an investigation check at advantage? Weird, the, the giant left a bunch of big puddles. <laughs> drool puddles. Every one 15? of them has more footprints oh! inside. So as you go rushing down this main street frantically, you step one foot into a puddle as your mind is somewhere else, and you have a moment where you cast Mending, and as you cast Mending on your foot, you look down and you see big splotchy boot prints of mud, (laughs) and you see them leading down this main street and like just ping-ponging left and right into every single puddle and pile of mud that it can find, and you just get this strange feeling that these size 14 boots might be the boot prints of somebody you know. Yeah, Cleek will follow the mud puddle slash footprint trail. <laughs> okay. And they lead up to a pile of bushes where you can hear a group of unceremoniously whispering individuals talking amongst themselves. Mm, all right. Cleek is just going to sort of pop her head through the bushes and see what's up. <laughs> Turns out it's three three pirates playing a game of uh, checkers out here, and they're like, <gasps> <laughs> and 
And then you see Jarzak and the gang on the other side, like, no, no, we're over here. Like, <laughs> but okay, yeah, so you pop through and Norhill, Jarzak, and Anton are frantically talking amongst themselves. Clicka just walks up and stands next to them, like, <laughs> at, like she's ready to join into the conversation. Oh, oh, oh Clicka, <laughs> you're back. See, I told you. It was Hold just, on, can I try stealthing in? <laughs> so it looks like she was there the whole time. That way, she could just pretend that that whole thing didn't happen. Are you rolling to gaslight right now? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, when have I ever left you guys? Like, fuck, you're right. Clicka's Shame been on you here for the room. whole time, for sure. <laughs> just on Jarzak's back. Yep. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, did any of you look behind Jarzak? <laughs> I would have hoped that you would have just told us something like that before we before we took the nuclear option. <laughs> um what are you guys talking about? How to find you, but it seems as if that problem has been resolved. What happened? Uh, Where did you go? Well, there was a fox jackal, and Klico really, really, really wanted to pet it. So she went to go find him, and then Klico went to the land of the immortals, and the fox jackal was there, and Klico was able to pet him. So One the of the details of the seems to be more important than the others. He was really was soft. soft. Yeah, really. <laughs> but yeah, and you guys are all very aware of the Land of Immortals, having spoke with the elves before and having heard about this place. So it's, it's I don't know. She basically just said she went to Valhalla and came back. Like, had a couple brews and came back from the boys. Are you all right? You haven't returned like any curses, have you? How did you go to the land of the immortals? How did you even know we were there? Um, well, I guess the fox, his name is Domero, and he's the brother of the deceiver. And uh -huh. so he he opened a portal and Klika accidentally walked through it. Klika didn't see it, but it was there. And then Klika was in the land of the immortals. And then we had some drinks, and he um he told Klika that, well, he talked a lot about a lot of stuff. And he said some stuff about the Herald of Steel and his brother. And then he told Klika how to get home, and Klika... Uh, came her star and then saw you everything from way up high and then got real close and came back. That's an awful lot. Can I do a quick religion check? <laughs> I I whatever the this? fuck is going on. Clica doesn't think she's cursed. Um but a quick insight. I got twenty one if I know anything yeah, so you so Domero is a lesser known god, but that's just because his infamy is known more to like superstitions rather than religious institutions. So like Domero is a name that belongs to different cultures, but that seems to be like 
the base name, etymological rooted name. Other cultures have different names for it. And sometimes, you know, the idea of the fox jackal kind of combo hybrid thing pops up for everybody in a different sort of sense. You know, people see different versions of it. But knowing Domero in the way that you do, Balakath's brother, it that checks out. And Domero is known to be a trickster of the highest caliber, known as a god of trickery and the idea of good luck and bad luck. So, you know, he's never on anybody's side. He's just here to literally shake things up. But, yeah. Sort of like Valaketh in the sense that both of them are gods of deceit to some extent, or some, you know what I mean? Some weird disfiguring of reality. They're both regarded as gods, but not exactly like ultra-powerful gods. It's just that Valaketh's power is more of like a pronounced demanded place whereas domero is just kind of fucking around the universe so hearing that she had drinks with him in the fields of eternia you're like yep that that acts <laughs> as odd as that sounds that is definitely plausible but um well he not expected he told clica that the Herald of Steel is trying to get back to the land of the immortals because he doesn't really like them. And maybe he killed one of them before. And apparently he thinks that maybe the Herald of Steel needs Klika to get back. And so from what you guys have heard and from what you guys know, the Valaketh and the relationship to um, the uh, Herald of Steel, from what you guys heard from the Herald of Steel himself, like he was indebted to Valaketh. And so the idea is that the Herald of Steel is, I don't want to say new to this place and position, but his place of power is not an old one. So hearing that, you know, an immortal was killed so that he could become the Herald is some weird level of like, wish level magic fuckery going on here some true deific magics so hearing that he's trying to get back and destroy the place is nothing short of hearing about like a war of the gods but you guys already heard the spiel from the herald of steel anyway about wanting to destroy all masters and get vengeance on them so you know nothing new there also domaro said that clica is an immortal but Klika doesn't know about that. He, Klika thinks maybe Domero was just playing a trick. Do you feel immortal? Um. Well, I haven't died yet. Oh, it might be true then. Everybody's immortal till they die. Just a matter of perspective, <laughs> and a matter of time. Did Klika want to? I'm sorry. What did you say? I don't think we should test that theory. I think we should just leave it as it be. But and the whole Herald of Steel using you to get to the Land of Immortals, that is concerning. We'll never be well, able to solve that problem if we don't escape our current dilemma. How are we going to get off this island and complete our journey? Oh, we gotta get a crew, so maybe uh, let's go to a different bar this time. I was um, thinking about that. We know that the actual first mate is imprisoned somewhere on the island. 
and judging by the rough and tumble nature of this place, perhaps the prisoners are more trustworthy than the free people. Why was that giant on fire? <laughs> Just interrupting that whole yeah, I'm, the line of very reasonable logic. Be like, kind of wondering also, that too. Yeah, right. Clico wasn't gone do? that long. And then when she came back, just looks angrily at Darzak. It's like, <laughs> says, You don't sing, run, and then attack and leave them to me. <laughs> yeah, but what I, else am I supposed to do, Darzak? I said the giant to, to get them. It was fine. You just had, you <laughs> no. had to run. Wait, no. is, the giant's our friend? Do we have to go help? No, no. The giant wants to take you and like sell you. Probably dead. I, I think alive. it also deserves to be noted to Klika that like when Anton na- yelled her name, the entire bar perked up as if her name is most certainly known to the people. At first, you guys were all suspicious that like maybe this whole idea of her being worth some money is like known to people. It is very common knowledge. And that got very quickly proved in the uh, in the bar. Oh, but yeah, this... looks... Well, it's a good thing Klika doesn't exclusively refer to herself in third person when talking. <laughs> it, it may be wise for us to take on some form of guys that myself included. <laughs> Oh, you, now wait! Now we're gonna use disguises, are we? <laughs> I just burned down a bill. I nearly burned out a building. I think they know who I am. Maybe, I uh, and also, I mean, you know, there, there is a difference between what we knew going in and what we know now. Before, it's a few mercenaries uh, might have your names and descriptions, and they might want to take you in. But the mere mention of an uncon of you know the Granted, a somewhat uncommon name is going to draw the attention of pretty much everybody in a given area. That's a different situation. So I guess with the pressure of the situation weighing in on everybody, recognizing from the billowing smoke in the distance and the sounds of yelling still going on in the distance as well, recognizing how late it is at night and the different town crowds, you know, going into different bars, the pressure is definitely on to hire some sort of a crew and check out that prison. So what would the party like to do next? Uh, maybe because Norho wasn't really burning down the bar or being Klika. It might be best <laughs> for him to try to hop around to get the recruits. And maybe the rest of us can check out the prison. Better yet, what if one of us ended up in the prison? I didn't nearly burn down a building, after all. I am a wanted man. And and we're all wanted. So I think our option would be to have Norhill take you there, but then we don't have him for recruits because I'm pretty sure I stand out as much as Klika. I'm not as wanted probably. It does also come to mind in Klika's head hearing Darzak say that that Domero very specifically mentioned how much Valakath is looking to claim a debt 
And it just like kind of dawns on you again once you hear Jarzak be like, I'm a wanted man. Kleek is like, you have no fucking idea. Like, it just sort of literally looks around for like centipedes or beetles <laughs> or moving shadows real quick. Gets real close to Jarzak, taking up kind of a defensive position. Um, Jarzak, the, the fox, the soft one? That yeah. I pet. Yeah, he he brushed up against me before. He's real soft. He he said that <laughs> his brother, who is the is the bug guy, is still looking for you, and he's he's pretty upset. Uh, huh? Yeah, I probably could have guessed that one. Should have probably filled you guys in about it though. Was that who we saw before we went into Tazarja's cave when we were by the mirror? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is all well known to you guys, but hearing from Domero himself that it's not like, oh, one of his side hustles is like Valaketh cashing in on all the people who have done him wrong. Like, no, no, no. Jarzak is the project. Like, the Valaketh's. 100% of his energy is going towards stepping on Jarzak right now. Like, he's doing all the other evil shit that he does when he's omnipresent evil bug man, but, like, the the spearhead of his efforts of evil is currently aimed on Jarzak. You get he's in a lane, and that lane takes him to exit Jarzak. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so is the party actually going to split up, or are they going to try to get Anton in jail? Um, what's, what's happening? Well, it, I mean, Anton, you could probably disguise yourself enough to go with Norhill, and that way we don't have to fully split up. I'm of the opinion that we should focus all of our efforts on the prison. It seems to me that that's the most likely place we're going to find trustworthy recruits. And not more assassins. You have a good point. I guess we can all go, and me and Clayka can kind of stay in the shadows, and Norhill can escort Anton to the prison. Seems like our best plan. Okay. <laughs> Nobody sounds particularly Listen. confident about this. I, but you know what? Jarzak's a real sneaky guy, trust me. <laughs> and so with that, the uh, party begin their trip around the town, asking very gingerly and lightly for directions to the prison. And after getting a general word of where to find the uh, prison on the other side of the island around a cove, um, a large stone structure, an entire fortress made of stone, is made very apparent to you guys in the starlight and the moonlight. And you can see this large fort structure seems to be teeming with life, both guards and civilians and whatnot. But it's definitely the location of the uh, prison itself. And it seems to be dangling on a cliffside over the water. And yeah, so with the idea in mind of where to go, that's where we're going to end this one. Hey everyone, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at ygrognard on Twitter. Or you can even send me an email at youngbrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeons. Dungeons.